0: Welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly episode. Ooh. This is part one today. This is the first time we're ever doing a two-parter, Michael.
1: Well, we had to kind of split it up, we think, because there was just so much going on around Europe uh, this weekend. So yeah, yeah, we didn't want to rush through everything. Exactly. Like we had seven national finals
0: come to a conclusion today. Ooh. We had one happen on Monday earlier in the week and finally got confirmed Friday. <laughs> yeah. And then we also had a couple of other heats gone today so it's just too much to fit into one episode we want to space it out so we are going to cover four that came to a conclusion today and the rest tomorrow that's correct so keep an eye out for part two after you've heard this one now also this wasn't the only european marathon we had during the week on thursday we went to Venga Boys. Oh my god, we did, yes. <laughs> and also Alice DJ. Pretty much some nineties acts. Wigfield. So like we had Danish, we had is Alice DJ Dutch? Oh uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. We had Venger Boys who were Dutch. Mm. And real to real. Is he but is he American he's the American? American or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of Euro trash. We had a very good night. And <laughs> I can see the Euro, Australians love Euro Trash and that does crossover to the eurovision sphere obviously as well i was pretty well.
1: shocked how many people were at that gig to be I know, honest i didn't was, think the Venger boys were that popular
0: <laughs> it was a very mm. very good show anyway back to eurovision itself
1: so i guess what should we start with well i think we should start with the five-day marathon that mm-hmm. was the sanremo music festival dale now you watched pretty much all of it live what were your thoughts in a little bit yeah
0: weren't. I mean uh, yeah I mean according to work I was working some of those hours um, but I was actually because I think the beauty with San Remo, it just kind of washes over you mm. it's five hours every day so you can't watch every minute with a fine tooth comb. And I did have some meetings and stuff as well. So I could kind of come in and out of it. Yeah. And then you get the gist of the whole thing. Skip,
1: skip a monologue here and there. Oh
0: God, yeah. <laughs> that's when I went out to get the coffee, right? <laughs> but look, it was an amazing um, five days. I love Salome More. I have fallen in love with it. I was, went kind of from anti it to a massive stan of it. And look, part of that is, you know, I know you love your Italian music as well, mm-hmm. but also live in yes. our team is another level like she has been covering it every minute of everything during San Sanremo and not just this year but the last few
1: years absolutely and tweeting about it on our behalf etc so she's done a fantastic job and she's got a few words and a bit of a rundown for Sanremo this year
2: Alrighty, Sanremo 2023 is done and dusted. I literally took a whole week off work for it and I absolutely loved every moment. It went for like 30 hours nearly, absolutely mental. A great show, similar quality to previous editions. As usual, everyone kind of jumps up and down a bit and goes, oh my God, the quality's bad. And then they go and listen to what they want on Spotify and they go, actually, no, this is really good. You can find what you want. And there is always something for everyone at Sanremo The hosts this year, Amadeus and Gianni Morandi, did another really fantastic job. There were a lot of technical issues, though. I don't know what was going on there, but there were sort of sounds not coming up on the television when they should. There were a lot of in-ear issues. I mean, there's always going to be a few every year, but uh, they did feel like there were more than usual, and that did result in quite the blow-up from Blanco back on night one, where he absolutely mutilated some beautiful roses live on television. It was Absolutely amazing, I loved it. Um, moving on to the results, it was quite the sausage fest of the top five, uh, not a single XX chromosome to be seen in the top five. It was all male and uh, big congratulations to the deserved winner, Marco Mengoni. This man simply led from night one. He was the one to beat and he just couldn't be beaten. Similar to Mahmoud and Blanco, he was just a head and heels above the rest. Um, I'll admit I was a little bit worried with his performance this morning because it Honestly, it sounds like his vocals have just been a little bit shot from all the performances he's had to do the last five days, but it obviously wasn't enough to get through. It didn't really matter. The Italians had spoken. He wanted a canter in the end. He was never in doubt. Um, so it did feel like the door was open, but apparently it wasn't. We've got to remind everyone that Sanremo is its own festival. It is not... For Eurovision. It, Eurovision is definitely a byproduct. I don't even think Eurovision was mentioned on stage today. So there has been a lot of concerns with the fans, I guess, that perhaps this wasn't the best choice of song for Eurovision. And in short, I'm sorry, darling, but like the Italians are choosing what the Italians want and the Italians don't care because it's their festival. So if they want to listen to Marco belt out his big man ballad, then they can. It's their festival. And I wouldn't underestimate the appeal that this has for Eurovision. It's not dissimilar to Les Essenziale. It's not dissimilar to Fai Rumore. And he is... A fantastic singer. He has that connection with the camera. He's not just a pretty face. It's a great song and it definitely has Eurovision potential. Assuming Marco goes to Eurovision, that is, there is a chance that he will say no, but we'll find that out this afternoon uh, when they do the Winners Press Conference. Um, The song itself, it stood out from night one. It was the fourth song in the whole running order and it already had that winner vibe to it. Uh, it didn't need a bunch of press to tell it how amazing it is. It just stood out on its own, spoke for itself, and it is really impressive.
1: Well, as Liv mentioned, there was a winner. Let's have a listen to it. This is Marco Mengoni with Due Vite. <laughs> He pretty much led all week and came home the winner. What do we think of Marco and his song this year, Dale? Yeah,
0: very much. I think, you know, Liv covered off it as well. He really was the dominant song and performance all week. He really set the bar that first night. Um, He came on pretty early in the show and he... Like, for a better word, uh, he just marked his territory. (laughs) He basically was like, here I am, absolutely smashed it. Probably my favorite performance of the whole week was the first one. I was a big fan of him coming into this, and I just uh, was worried that he would kind of let me down high expectations, but he delivered. This is exactly the type of big... Overwrought kind of Italian man ballad that I love. I just the chorus is beautiful. It's sung so well. It has that kind of Italian anger that comes into the bridge towards the end. Big fan, and even though I got a bit nervous at the end of today because he kind of got weaker as the week went on, uh, he he was very much a deserved winner, and he won it in a canter.
1: Yeah, I'll agree. The performances were just so good throughout the week. He just nailed each one of those vocals. And then when it came time for the, the top five final, got a little bit wobbly, but it didn't seem to affect the uh, the result at all. But you could see, and I think you're right, that first night when he performed, there were some other very big names that night, but he just streaked ahead of them. And you thought, well, this guy is the one to beat. So it turned out to be that way throughout the week. Indeed. And I think, like, just coming back to the show a
0: little bit now before we move on to some of the other artists, I um, mean, you know, Lib brought up that there was a couple of little kind of technical issues. Ooh. It's so interesting because I guess she's watching with a fine tooth comb and I'm just kind of letting it, as I said, wash over me. The Italians have this way of just making the craziness seem normal like mm. everything you don't even know sometimes if it's scripted or not like when <laughs> blanco got upset with his inner ear and kicked the flowers like liv said at first i didn't know if it was part of the act did or you think not. it was
1: part of the performance yeah at first
0: <laughs> because it's you know it, i'm using my hands like italian now it's yeah. just so crazy mm. and that's what i loved about it so you couldn't didn't really notice most of the time but i guess if you're a uh, if you love it that much you probably did but overall I thought the quality was good again this year.
1: Yeah, very good, I thought, with the songs. Also, 30 hours of live television, there's a lot can go wrong. So, you know, you suspect there's going to be problems. When do they rehearse? Who knows? I don't don't think they do. When do they sleep? I don't don't think they do. (laughs) And also, just the stamina of it. For example, Gianni Morandi, who was the co-host, he's, what, in his 70s? Yeah. And he was going for all five nights and, like, fantastic stuff. So, yeah, I thought it was a very, very good Sanremo without being an excellent, top-notch one, which been a bit spoiled the last few years. As Liv
0: mentioned, there is some people gnashing their teeth about whether or not this was the right one for Eurovision.
1: Um, what do you think? Oh, I think it is. Yeah. Look, to be honest, the second place getter Lazza I thought he was very good. Might also have done very, very well at Eurovision, but big Italian ballad sung by a handsome man. This has got Eurovision written all over it. I, mm. I think it'll do very, very well.
0: It reminds me when Diodato won, and everyone was mm. like, what is this boring man ballad? And it was like, we saw what happened with that. This has broad appeal. Mm. And I think some of the other songs that were in that top five may not have had it. It was a cut above the rest.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of those top five, shall we? Lazza was the runner-up with his song Cenere. what did you think of that one it was really good um,
0: very modern and I was nice to see I like to see that kind of song that could actually be on the Spotify charts in Italy any other week of the year um, and I like to see that kind of come through and do well at San Remo not just the traditional kind of music there so I think it was a good artist um, interesting style to his music and things but yeah it was good
1: yeah, I thought he was a bit of a chance to snatch it at the end there, I have to say. Looking at his streaming figures on Spotify, he was just so far ahead of the rest. I thought, well, uh, is the teleboat really going to come for this guy? So, in the end, it's the runner-up, he's a fairly youngish artist, so I think that's a pretty good result for him.
0: Yeah, look, I won't lie, I was kind of panicking in that last 20 minutes. I thought he had it, and he didn't even get close. Marco won it <laughs> just
1: massively. Now, we did have some of the other men in the top five. That was a talking point. No women made the top five. Anyone else there in that top five that you enjoyed? um well i didn't enjoy mr rain because he had
0: lots of children on stage as we know is a bugbear but it wasn't just me a lot of people had a problem with that it was a it was a whole chorus of children mm. ultimo i thought had a really good song i think he could have snatched it if marco wasn't there marco stole his points yeah. he had the he had a lovely man ballad as well but it just wasn't as good as marco and i have to say well done to Tan and I. he came last in uh, 2022 and came back to make the top
1: five this year with a really impressive vocal. He can sing. Yeah, that shocked me to start with. But yeah, you're right. Coming from dead last last year to making the top five, I think he'd be absolutely stoked with that. And it was was actually quite a nice ballad, which I thought he did, did a fairly good job of. So, as always, sometimes the treasures that we actually really love are
0: outside the top five, other than the winner this year. What jumped out for you um, that didn't make that top five?
1: Look, I'm going to also talk about Madame. I thought Mm. she was fantastic. This is what I think is second time back at uh, San Remo. And you could just see the development of her as an artist. And she just really held that stage really, really well. Quite enjoyed the song there as well. For me, my personal favorite was Rosa Chemical mm. with Made in Italy. That was just so catchy and just so instant. From the moment I heard it, I kind of got addicted to it. And I have to say, for me, the other one that stands out was probably Paola e chiara with their song <laughs> Furore. Look, it was a little perhaps dated and a bit sort of disco-y, but, my God, it worked for me, and I'll be listening to that one for the rest of the year. Loved it.
0: Yeah, I think these ones kind of stood out. Look, we do have similar tastes at times, but also The Madame, go and have a listen to that in the studio because that is fantastic. And she very much did that thing where I really believe some of the absolute gems at San Ademo always finish in seventh or eighth place. Elodie, Andromeda, seventh. Mm. Madame, Voce, eighth place. Chow Chow last year, 7th place. And Madame again this year, 7th place. Mm. So the robbed queens of... Sanremo are always in seventh day Go and have a look there. That's where all the good stuff is. Seems
1: to be the cursed number.
0: Yeah, but look, it's really good. And yeah, Rosa Chemical just had that instant appeal, that little made in Italy bit. Like uh-huh. you've been learning the dance and everything. Haven't you? <laughs> no, I know, that was to Paola and uh, what's her face? And Kiara. Yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. Um, what did you think of Elodie this year? Because obviously I think a lot of people were excited about mm. her. She's a big star. She kind of co-hosted a few years ago. Looked to be a chance until probably this the song happened
1: yeah look I mean it was so hard to follow up Andromeda it was such a fan favorite and such a banger it was a lovely song and I have to say the more times I kept hearing it the more I enjoyed it but as far as instant appeal goes I felt a little let down on the first night not by her by the song
0: no uh, fair yeah, enough yeah. i must say um Colopeci Di Martino. uh i was surprised that they came i think 10th place mm-hmm. um they had that kind of more retro italian sound that they do that's when they were in it a few years ago and came fourth so i was very surprised to see them down in 10th place yep. and a special shout out so a couple of the others there was some really good uh san giovanni artists a young artist who i yep. thought were treated pretty harshly by the jury mm. um ollie and his song i just thought that was fantastic loved it it was so good yes there's a vocoder, the voice manipulation that probably was a bit overdone but the song itself it's so modern so good and i loved it it's my second favorite of the whole son it came like 24th 24th <laughs> exactly
1: and it was kind of always rated very low and, and from I just, the get-go yeah and i was kind of scratching my head but you're right not only him but some of the other younger artists there was a whole plethora of them that i thought did really really good stuff mm. You know, Colazio was really good, Leo Gassman, LDR was very, very good as well, Will. So they've got this really rising crop of uh, Italian young artists out there as well. It's good to see.
0: Yeah, it was so good. And also the legacy artist was there, got a special mention to Anna Oxa.
1: Yes. She brought witch realness to the stage. (laughs) Her hair got crazier every day. It's it's certainly (laughs) that final look. Was, was meme-worthy <laughs> there's so many memes about it out there but. even the Sanremo account was doing uh, yeah. memes about her but um, yeah she certainly lent into the, the sort of crazy look <laughs> she Loved really it. did mm. uh, any other final thoughts about
0: Sanremo for another year
1: yeah, the only thoughts I've got is that I absolutely loved it once again, and um, yeah, people complaining that you know perhaps twenty eight songs is a lot. I will say, but um, no, the longer the better for me. Oh. I mean, when you're announcing the winner at two forty a.m. local time, that's a bit of a worry, though.
0: Yeah, that was that was pretty late in the evening. Also, look, I think the one thing is uh, maybe we've had better quality overall, but. What I love about it, they do their thing. It's been working for them. They've made the top six every single time since 2017 Ooh. when the winner of San Remo has gone and obviously won the contest. They do their own thing. It's fantastic. It's what Benny Dornfest is trying to get to. So Ooh. long
1: live San Remo. Absolutely never change.
0: Well, Super Sunday morning started for us with Estilau at 3:30 a.m. Brisbane time. <laughs> so that was fun. You didn't manage to get up for that one. Did nah, you? I
1: just caught the replay on this one.
0: Yeah, of course. But um, look, it was a great show. Again, we had Laura from the Aussievision team over in Estilau this year. Um, she's in the UK now and actually went there, so that was great. And she was doing a bit of press stuff for Aussievision, which was fantastic.
1: Yeah, great experience for her. Good stuff.
0: So we did have a winner of Estilau and it was Alika with Bridges.
1: There is always time to get back on track Tearing down the wall slowly every step Now I see myself building up a world of bridges There is one more thing you need to know
0: well, Lika won the jury and was in first place going into the superfinal that she took out in 100% telly voting. Great performance, I thought, this morning.
1: Oh, I thought stunning vocal. One of the best vocals I've heard all year. She really executed that song very, very well. As far as the staging goes, it's all very tried and tested, you know, woman at piano, et cetera, et cetera. But she just absolutely nailed that vocal so much that you just couldn't ignore it. And if the juries hadn't have put her first, you had to ask questions. It was good to see she was rewarded by the public as well. Yeah, very much similar to the performance of
0: the semi semifinal. Um, I just thought she just brought it bigger and mm. bolder. Love the self-playing piano for those who didn't catch our first episode on that. I think it's just a... A lovely just little take on Woman at Piano, and mm. then I think the way she comes out and then just commands that stage and commands that vocal. So impressed with it today. Just at that point, you're like, well, she's laid that down. That's going to take some beating.
1: Yeah, even though the other two were in in the superfinal were very much, wow, wow, look at me. We're big performances. You, know, you can really attract a telly vote. So I'm so glad that she still held on and, and got there and won.
0: Yeah, it's quite a nice to see an, an 100% telly vote that we're seeing uh, her go through. Also, female artists. Ooh. Estonia has been getting a bit of a reputation for picking decent-looking men who probably just had the better songs, in my opinion, in the last few years when mm-hmm. it got to that super final. But nice to shake that off yes. after Italy as well. <laughs> and I kind of was a bit worried maybe with the 100% televoting voting that... Even though she had a great vocal, maybe the song might not be as loved.
1: It's probably not the most original thing we've ever heard as well as it's executed. So you're right. I was a little worried that people with the monster heads, etc., might end up getting the uh, tally vote. And hey, no, no, not not looking too far
0: ahead, but like, how do you feel Estonia? Uh, they're taking the song into 100% tally voting. They must take some confidence out of the fact that she's won a super final.
1: Yeah, you would think so. We have to see what the full the sort of lineup looks like in her semi-final but she should stand out she should stand out like with that very well written well sung ballad I don't think they have to change too much with the staging like just make it a bit bigger and a bit more grandiose and maybe a better dress and all that sort of stuff But, um, yeah, all all the sort of bones are there for what should be a very, very good performance in Liverpool.
0: Yeah, Isi Lau just, like, again, getting some quality stuff Hmm. out once again. Now, she beats Oli, who came runner-up with Venom. I honestly could have flipped a coin between these two very different songs
1: and very different performances. I thought they were as good as each other. Yeah, I agree. You could if you have a choice, it's just a personal tasting, really. They do go a bit nuts with his staging. Like yes, you wanted to make it impactful and they certainly had moments, but it almost got almost too frenetic at times. I'm not saying that that stopped him from winning or anything like that, but it was an interesting one. Like, it's a bit of a kind of dated retro sound, isn't it? It's kind of coming back in, though. It I mean, like we saw Blind Channel. Nickelback kind of sound.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that 2000s kind of rock going on, yeah. But I thought he did a really good job. I really loved, particularly the start, the black and white, and the camera shots Mm were different, and then pop into color, big effects. They probably, I do agree, in the last 30, 40 seconds kind of went, a bit too much I kind of described it at the time it's like almost as like you were crash landing a plane Ooh. it was out of control those flames going everywhere <laughs> and but it was kind of good at the same time yeah. I don't know how to describe that but it was just a little bit too much
1: and he certainly sang the song very very well I very thought his well. vocal was very good for what could easily become a very shouty, screechy kind of song. I thought he kept it under control very, very well. Looking forward to seeing what he brings in the future, perhaps. Yeah, he looks like he'd be good enough to go to Eurovision. Bedwetters were third with Monsters.
0: This was a, a bit of a, a, little bit of a glow-up from the semi-final, because I thought they were quite weak in that semi.
1: Yeah, I agree. I actually quite enjoyed their performance, <laughs> oddly <laughs> enough. It's not really my kind of song. And yes, you know, they're obviously monster heads on and all sorts of stuff. But it was still kind of... Kind choreographed in a certain way and it wasn't just complete chaos it was thought out and they wanted they knew what they wanted to bring to the stage so and if anything, I didn't mind the song too much either, oddly.
0: It was all very well put together and well done. So, yeah, I, I liked it a lot more um, this time
1: around. And I mean, second in the juries is a bit of a scratching in my head. But anyway, there yeah, you go. Yeah, no, it, mm. it,
0: it did well. Do you think... Here's a question. Mm. Ollie, Bedwetters, kind of similar-ish music, maybe going for a similar crowd, did Bedwetters being in there end up hurting
1: Ollie? Possibly, for sure. If you liked your rock, I mean, either you kind of perhaps split for one or the other, or you voted for both. Who knows? But yeah. Um, yeah, possibly I think with similar genres in there, probably did eat each other's vote a little bit.
0: Yeah, because I guess if it was sissy, it mm. e- might have eaten away a little bit of a leaker's vote exactly. potentially. So it always it depends who you're up against in some of these things. Mm. Um, just touching on very quickly on the other ones, um, Milik, the kind of little uh retro like really retro like old school not like 2000s like our retro (laughs) little rock thing they came fourth i i did think they were the the next best i thought they were really good i always enjoyed this yeah i like that too and um fourth probably about where it should be to be honest then we had uh janek janek i never know which one it is people (laughs) say both of them (laughs) Mm -hmm. he did very well to come fifth because he only scraped through the semi-final Mm -hmm. that kind of dated ballady um thing but i
1: enjoyed it well it it kind of appealed to some of the juries he ended up with 56 points so and hence why he's in that position so yeah. yeah probably can't say it knocked my socks off and then sissy ended up in sixth place unfortunately probably not where she was hoping for with this song I yeah six probably not where she was hoping for this one you could see they'd put a lot of effort into it even with the recording it was quite a big sort of grandiose kind of song and she'd obviously rehearsed that performance to the nth degree just came across as a bit overwrought, I thought, mm. to be honest, and we said that from the very, very start.
0: Yeah, just need the, the song. She's a, she's a, the artist. I can go. She just needs the song, mm. and it hasn't quite come together yet. But this time, of course, yep. there's always time. And she was much better vocally this time. She nailed it. Awesome. So it was all about the song,
1: unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think any,
0: so. Any other uh, last rights you want to read for your <laughs> bad philosophy that came <laughs> second last?
1: Well, I'm glad she was in the <laughs> final, obviously being uh, the one of the wild cards. She was never really in the running, was she? So, look, second last. She got into the grand final. That's the main thing. Good on, Alisa. There we go. Well, look, that is Estee Lau over for another
0: year. All right, once Estonia finished this morning, the fans flocked over to a Dance Melody Grand Prix from Denmark before Sun Remo started. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a nice little lineup uh, this time for Denmark, probably an improvement on their last few years.
1: Yeah, eight songs. I think it's a probably nice, neat little package for them. I have to say, with their production, the stage looked a little probably pared backed compared to what we've seen in the past. We've had some pretty epic kind of uh, Danish stages. So. Yeah, perhaps saving a saving a few bucks there as well. Yeah, it still looked very good though. Yeah, it, and it did. beats most stages, I must say. But normally they
0: are ridiculously good, like Eurovision good. Um, their stages. Well, look, we did end up having a winner, of course, of DMGP, and it was Riley with "Breaking My Heart." All right, Mike, this was your favourite from the get-go, and he ended up winning in the Superfinal.
1: Yeah, it was my favourite track as soon as we heard the Rooks Studio versions. I'm glad it's going. I think it's got a real contemporary point of view, and I think it'll stand out for what it is uh, at Liverpool. Just probably some question marks about the live performance. Perhaps that vocal manipulation is just a little too much. And I think we've got to probably find the right kind of level of backing and him singing, et cetera, because there was a few moments I don't think he sang a lot. So I think the possibility of getting through to the grand final is definitely there. We just need to kind of tidy up the little bits around the live performance because he's still a young performer.
0: Oh, yeah. I think when people start listening to the soundtrack, all the songs that are taking part, so many people are going to love this song. Oh, for sure. It's very modern pop. It's great. I feel like there's a lot of choice of Arne, um, in the in the music style of the whole thing. But, yeah, today I wasn't blown away uh, with his performance. There's some really nice parts of it. I thought he did his verse as well. There's some nice parts of the staging, particularly the start and the end. He graffitis someone at some point. It's a bit odd. (laughs) Um, It lost his way in a little bit, and he's still honing his stagecraft. He's a very young artist. He's come from the kind of TikTok, Instagram world, got signed by a a record label, and has developed over time. So this will be a good experience for them, and they can work on that staging. But the chorus really worried me because I heard backing – and i barely heard him barely heard him and, sing. yeah uh, he
1: would have he was singing it but they
0: just had it way,
1: the backing way too loud i agree they need to sort that out because i think it's a sort of thing also you will get punished at eurovision for that even in a public vote semi final exactly if people don't think you're singing they will not vote for you exactly no matter how good they think the song is or whatever so they really do need to tidy that up also I hope they get behind him and, you know, find him a stage sort of manager or an artistic director that can really help him because if they package this up right, it could even be sort of pushing for a top 10, I think, because the song itself, to me, is that sort of consumer friendly and radio friendly and Denmark often
0: get one of these kind of strange results kind of Leonora style don't they Mm. Um, it's interesting he didn't win the public vote so Mm. when it goes to a super final it is split between the jury and the telly he got 28% from the jury next best was 14% but in the telly vote he got 15% with the winner getting 20 so even the Danes were like "Mm, not sure about this but I must say his music video for this is great it's so it's got a clear narrative some lovely pops of colour and it works really well for him and his image Image. So they just need to kind of find a way to make that happen on a live stage. So I think they can make it work. And he looks good down the camera. Like, you know, he's that kind of gen. Ooh. I don't know. What gen is that? Gen Z? <laughs> gen whatever. I've lost younger, count. Younger than us. Much <laughs> younger than us. So, yeah, I think they've got something here to work with. I definitely think that is the case. Now, runner-up right right was Nicholas Thorner with Freedom. He was kind of you, kind of, I'll say, heavy rock when it wasn't really. It was kind of soft, heavy rock with mm. the hair. Yeah, he did a really good performance. The Danes voted him number one, and this is their
1: version of having a big risk. The Danes actually
0: voted for something that wasn't twee, but it was kind
1: of twee rock. (laughs) You just knew it was going to be performed exactly this way kind of thing. We had the lights, we had the band, we had him. He sort of held the camera pretty well. I yeah. thought he was good. He kind sort of sang it very well. I did find the whole song to be very, very repetitive after a while. So it felt like a bit of a long three minutes come the end of it, to be honest. Yeah, and I think that
0: probably hurt him, particularly with the juries there. Mm. But yeah, I wasn't surprised to see him in that top three. There was a lot of good songs in this or open field. And it was about who was going to perform well. And he performed it well. Yeah. In third place was Mickey Skill. Um, he had that kind of, I think it sounded like early 2000s rom-com movie soundtrack song, which I think back in the day, I need to go back and listen to it. I was like, the
1: Danes will love this. And if you can do it well, it can do well. And it did Yeah it did As you say it was a pretty open field So anyone who performed pretty much above someone else got their spot And I think that's what happened here He was to me kind of the best of the rest mm. type of thing After we had a clear top two It was fine But I think it probably shows how some of the others perhaps fell for him to get into that final yeah let's talk about some of those
0: um aja was the kind of fan favorite going into it and actually i think was odd's favorite coming into it as well Mm. i was going to marry him i was just a bit underwhelmed by the whole
1: thing i seem to be more keen on this live performance than you were i could see what they were going for i'm not sure they completely nailed it i kind of thought it should have probably still made the top three but um yeah, they certainly made some choices with the way they presented it, that's for sure.
0: They, they Look, they sang it fine, but there was no power, no oomph, nothing to mm. it. They kind of were in these strange semi-wedding dresses, but not really wedding dresses, I don't know. It was all a bit odd. They didn't really look at the camera a lot.
1: They did some odd dancing. You're right. It needed just a bit more oomph, or it needed a moment, something to hang on to, because it just kind of passed me by. I felt like, okay, you've rehearsed this really well. I can see what you're going for, but am I completely impressed? No, no, I wasn't. Yeah, Yeah. I was not impressed. You were not. (laughs) No, I wasn't.
0: I like the song. I was very impressed though with Soren with Liga Hair. I thought he did a really really good job of this and I did see many 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 people online who didn't have this a double one completely swapped to this. It won the poll that we did online as well. It had a really special moment and the Danes went no and you know, talking about breaking my
1: heart. They broke my heart. He didn't get even close. No, I thought it was fine. Like, the song itself is very delicate and almost harking back to a, a kind an of 50s, era, yeah, bygone era. But it was still presented in a fairly modern way. They just didn't do anything with it. Like, all it was was him and there was some guy with a guitar you could barely see. And there was a few mm. overlaid sort of face images. That was it. Yeah, true. So, I don't know. If you're going to try and make it nostalgic, make it completely nostalgic. Or presented in a completely modern way it just felt a little bit caught in between even be a bit more clever with I like the overlay the you Mm. know
0: the facing for a bit but maybe some you know you can play with camera shots there's no excuses about why you can't you can create moments um, from that. Absolutely. So I, wish, I
1: just wish there was a bit more to it because you're right, I think it was a lovely song and there was some potential there. I just don't think they got anywhere near to uh, getting that potential out of it. All right, Maya Maya, beautiful bull,
0: I can't say it because we'd have to put the explicit on there, A bull hmm. crap. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't, I think this is a fun song. I didn't quite think she nailed it on the night and I just can't get over hitting your big note by saying... Yeah That's such a weird thing Don't you think it's like Going for your big Kind of almost (laughs) Melfest note Singing that word Yeah I think it's so strange
1: This for me was always Going to be a bit of a studio song I didn't think it was Going to come across Very well on the stage And it proved that way I think She didn't do a bad job of it She was just fine she didn't do a good job yeah she was fine and then you know she walked out into the crowd and that little satellite stage was so low that you couldn't kind of lost her yeah she was just like standing amongst people yeah Yeah. so yeah it was fine had a couple of backup dancers slash singers yeah and that was pretty much it
0: must say actually a consistent thing overall no one's staging was great no i didn't think it was so Mm. they're probably a little bit let down there the stage looked nice a lot of them did a pretty good job but i think the staging just hurt a couple of them a bit more than Mm. the others
1: Well, one of the larger national finals to come to a conclusion this morning was out of Croatia, Dora. All 18 performers we had this morning. What did you think a little bit of the show before we get into our winners, Dale? Well, Mm.
0: look, this is one where I had to kind of like... It was like keeping one eye on it like it was mm. i couldn't watch this all the way through but i kept going back and forth when i could and watch and we caught up a lot of the performance afterwards again can i just say the stage looks really good yeah these look great the stages is maybe almost too big mm. i would say it swallowed some of the performers up but they always do a very good job of the whole thing i think there's probably too many songs yeah um that's the only thing um i think with it but it always looks good they put on a good production, and they give it a good Red Hot go, but I'm just not sure the music's backing up with the production of the actual national final.
1: I'm going to have to agree with that. I do like the way it looks, for sure. Well, we did have a winner out of this morning, Dale. Let's have a listen to them. This is Lep 3 with Mama Schercher. Mama, you be la morona. <laughs> Mama, you be la morona. Traina Nina, arma Oh, gosh, how do we even start with this one, though? What did you think of Let 3?
0: Well, look, I just love when we have these big, giant days, right, when there's seven things being decided and it's chaos and things are going here, there and everywhere... When I did just look over at one stage, and it seems a lot of fans did happen to look over at Dora at the very moment they were performing. And the screenshots and the memes <laughs> about, wow, I just looked at Croatia, don't like, you know, close the door kind of thing, the Grandpa Simpson thing walking in and out again. And then when we went to the results and then they were winning the jury, I was just, I was like, is this the jury score? Maybe this is just the televote. Mm-hmm. Like, how could this be winning the jury? Because it was a bit of a chaotic mess. Oh
1: complete chaotic mess and and look i get the tally vote it absolutely stormed the tally vote songs like this sometimes can but winning the jury no i'm sorry yeah girl no (laughs) that what are you looking for what 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 have you been instructed to to vote on very odd really odd Man, the whole thing's odd (laughs) i kind of live for the chaos of the whole
0: thing because as i say like a big day like this you kind of needed something crazy and this was about as crazy as it gets in national finals
1: for sure i think if i was watching the show live and i saw this i would have gone oh my god this is just terrible this is never going to win and then it goes on to win so yeah incredible incredible now there has been some controversy about this one i guess a couple of things people saying it is a reference to the war in ukraine and putin and etc plus there is also a side thing where i keep reading where some, perhaps some Serbian viewers were also offended by the whole thing with tractors being a sort of uh, a, a thing, a symbol. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the
0: Serbs left Croatia during the wars with on a tractor and stuff. So- I also see, saw references to what's the Belarusian oh, guy Luk- Lukashenko that he gave Putin a tractor, a tractor. for his seventieth birthday. Yeah, so there's all these kind of mixed things. People were saying they were rewriting the word Lenin on the bombs. Mm-hmm. It was I think there's may, maybe multiple references in this kind of satirical but awful piece of music. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It is, it's terrible. The Croatians didn't think it was awful. Not, let, let's, okay,
0: Stormed it. they like the message, and I like that this is a huge band, mm. as in like they have courted controversy for years. They this is what they do, and I think Croatia went for this kind of very satirical anti-Putin anti-war mm. thing that was kind of very subversive they weren't voting for the song let's be honest yeah but they also did very good staging I did like the
1: staging. you did
0: yeah well at least they filled the stage
1: yeah with what I'm not entirely sure but it, <laughs> it was certainly a lot going on and they the, the, the images that they've made of themselves kind of thing was very interesting as well so. yeah
0: it's al- there was almost a bit of harking back to the way people parried Hitler mm. back in the day as well so there was that kind of the mocking, for good reason. So, yeah, I don't know where how I feel about this whole thing. Yet. Yeah,
1: likewise. Now, we did say earlier in the season, you know, Croatia, you've got to try and take a risk. You've got to stop sending boring pop. Well, they've done that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but this this is a problem, right? Because also, I think part of it, as well as doing this, whatever subversive message they're doing, Croatia has, you know, sent TikTok, they came 11th. They, they have been struggling for years. The last time they got through was with that operatic, my friend mm. thing. I think part of it was a bit like, well, look, there's some other okay stuff because nothing else really stood out in that no. national final. We'll get to Nevada Lele soon. Yeah. Nothing stood out. And they probably went, effort Let's just send this. Absolutely. A bit like Dustin the Turkey back in Ireland days. I think there was a little bit of, well,
1: frustration, finger up, and at both Eurovision and at putin and everyone and you're right you know combined with the subversive message then all of a sudden you get this sort of tidal wave of votes it's coming through and it all sort of made sense on the day not that i still think it makes sense to me but it made sense to them
0: Yeah. yeah exactly i think once i saw a lot more of the other songs i can kind of understand a little bit more why it won but you know i do worry about what this will say about Eurovision about having this on stage at Liverpool it is ridiculous it is back into 2000s days mm-hmm. and this was always a concern of going to televote. we're probably hopefully it tanks really badly and it might stop other people trying to send Crazy stuff like this in the future.
1: It's interesting. I saw a few online comments saying this is getting through. You know, like it's 100% tally vote is going to get through. And no, you still have to be good, <laughs> even yeah. if it's 100% tally vote. You got to be good. Yeah. You can't be completely ridiculous. We're not the
0: domestic market of Croatia. Yeah, exactly. Trying
1: to get these kind of in jokes almost. But
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it did get through. All right. <laughs> Shall we talk about some of the others? Are we have done with this one, or we? Can- oh, I just don't know. I mean, this. The other thing is they're very well known for like shooting corks out of their ass. Oh, like, these are the kind of artists, they're very, apparently at their shows, like, that's not, that was on live TV where they're shooting things out of their bum. On shows, I think they do a lot worse. There's a real risk of what they will do
1: live oh. in front of tens of millions of people. For sure. They're, they're and I'm kind of here for that. <laughs> going to be absolute chaos. These guys, if you thought Hattari were, you oh, know, a nothing, bit of a loose cannon or whatever, these guys are completely... Bonkers. So, Bring on the drama. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's have a chat about some of the others that were in Dora. Uh, Harmonia Dissonance was probably our favourite going into the final. What did you think of Nevera Lele?
0: I think they did the best they could. Um, they really came across to me as a, a six-piece singing group who had to make the staging work. With nothing else, Yeah. They were given nothing. And with six of them, it made it hard because then they had to kind of do their moves themselves. And I thought they did a really good job of that as much as they could. And I don't want to be too harsh on them, but they're singers, not dancers. Yeah. And, and there's that only, came through a little there's bit.
1: There's only so much you can do. You're still having to sing. So yeah. you want to move around and create some movement on the stage. It has to be fairly, what's the word, economical because you want yep. to save your voice. I just wish... There was probably some moments, whether yeah. they be in the LEDs or exactly. the lighting or something. The music video had, like, all those flashings of everything, like, anything. I just felt like it started, and it just chugged along for three minutes, and then
0: it finished. Well, during those big instrumental breaks, which are, like, these, like, banging parts, sometimes I just stood there to yeah. get into the next position. And I was like, no, we need something happening. So it's remarkable they even came second. Like, if mm. they had really good staging, they they could have... They could have won that even with the other stuff going on. No, oh, I doubt it. Probably not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I thought no disrespect to the ladies because I thought they really did obviously rehearse that very, very well. They were all in time. What they did, they did very well. I just wish that was a bit more.
0: Yeah. And mm. vocally, they were they were good. Yeah. I was worried that that would be messy. And in the end, it just ended up not being huge staging. That yeah. was their, their kind of issue in the end.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that one. Well, let's quickly touch on our third place song, which was Detour, Master Blaster. Now, this one had a kind of staging concept, et cetera. They were all there in their sort of suits and it was quirky and a bit weird, but ultimately I just don't know if it all sort of landed. Yeah, it was kind of like 80% there, wasn't it? Like yeah. I liked the look.
0: It was quirky, kind of like poppy rock, would you even say it was a bit rocky? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was. It was a but then they had these weird sound effects yeah. like thrown in there as well, which kind of perhaps cheapened it a little. Yeah, I didn't know but if it's okay to go quirky if you
0: want to throw that in with it. So mm. I, there was something there I like them. Yeah. I'd like them to come back with something a bit better because they've got an interesting sound, interesting look and they can certainly hold a camera and, and, and do their staging for what they were doing was pretty good. Mm. And so I thought they were probably as an overall package probably the next well probably the best actually really Mm. but I'm glad they're kind of not going because I don't think they would have done very well in Liverpool
1: I agree I like them I'd like to see them with a better soul and I guess the last one I really want to touch on here is Demir Kedzo from 2020, winner of Dora. Didn't get to go to Eurovision. He ended up in fifth place. What did you think of Angels and Demons? Look, I think he did as good job of, of this as he could. There were some interesting choices.
0: The LED use was very good. He created moments that looked great. He kind of came out in this kind of like knight's armor meets fashion, high week. fashion,
1: with yeah. leather pants sort of thing. It yeah. was
0: interesting. And then he revealed it to be like that kind of mirror, broken mirror effect that Dotter used and also Vasil used for North Macedonia. But unfortunately he wasn't in the right place or the lighting person wasn't in the right place. So it didn't have the effect. It just looked like, why is that broken mirror on your
1: your, your belly odd didn't it because I was like oh wait he's revealed something and I'm like what's happening
0: nothing (laughs) nothing happened and then he stood back and then the light hit it for only a moment because someone was in the wrong
1: spot I I enjoyed his vocal there's just something amiss with that song I don't think the verses and the chorus go together it's like they've taken two different songs and gone okay great we'll pop those bits together and ta-da and it's no ta-da at all it was just not not working
0: he was let down by the song I think he did a very good Performance. One Mm. of the best performances of the night. Yes. But unfortunately, the song just let him down. I will have to agree on that one. Well, that's it for part one, Michael. Um, we will still do the week ahead here because we probably have covered the four most interesting national finals, at least talking points with Croatia. Some people may not tune in for part two, but you should because we're still going to talk about some great national finals.
1: Absolutely. Malta, Romania, Latvia, and of course, we'll be discussing Czechia as well. So plenty to come up in the second There's one. There's a lot to chat through there. At the two that didn't end as well. So Sweden and Lithuania to come in part
0: two. Exactly. So that will be out tomorrow. Um, so do tune into that, but if you don't, we'll let you know about the rest of the week what is coming up. On Wednesday, we have Poland are releasing their songs. Oh, good. i have had a great national final. Mm. This is prime for a good Polish entry this year. Come on, Poland. They had about 10 songs last year, and I thought it was pretty good. So um, hopefully we're heading in the upward direction Fingers crossed. I like Poland to do well. I think mm. that would be very good. Saturday in Europe, Sunday morning here in Australia, we have the final of Lithuania. Mm. Bandum is now. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yes, so am I. No, I actually. <laughs> no. When it gets to the final, I'm happy about the final. You're right.
1: By the time you get to the final, it's actually a decent little show, but like, just get there quickly. Heat three of
0: Sweden will take place Melody Festivalen, mm. and also the semi final one of Iceland's Song Vakepnan.
1: So not anywhere near as crazy as it
0: was this week. It's going to be super calm next week. That's like I know it's a normal week, but that's just so nice after today's craziness. And then also on Sunday, European time, France will reveal their song, ah. Lazara. Very, very excited to hear that. Should be very interesting.
1: She's an interesting artist. I hope we get something uh, as interesting as she is.
0: I feel like France are trying to go for the crown. So mm. I think they'll bring something. And um, she'll bring her scarves, which Craig from the team did buy one of those <laughs> scarves. And I has arrived and I'll, he has worn it
1: I'll, excellent i'll keep an eye out for a
0: <laughs> range of scarves all right well thanks so much for joining us for this first part of super sunday slash super saturday and we will speak to you tomorrow
1: we'll speak to you soon